There is no teaching to compare with example. Lord Baden-Powell. My name is Thandor, and I enjoy walking in the woods. I'm Fezzik, and I love wandering the world. And then if we find orcs, great, we'll get to yeah. Well, I am Corin, a gnome with anger issues who spontaneously bursts into other animal forms uh, when things annoy him. Welcome to Leaders and Legacies, a Dungeons & Dragons 5e podcast. I'm your Dungeon Master, Dave Rockwell, and joining me on the cast are Chris Cooper, Rachel Richards, and Seth Lowe. In addition to playing Dungeons & Dragons, all four of us also volunteer our time as leaders with the Boy Scouts of America. If you're just joining us for the very first time, welcome. Please have a seat to end. We'll be filling out applications after we have Oreo cookies. So, uh, let's see. All right, week three. Uh, let's uh, flip over to... Uh, hey, yeah, we're starting to make this a regular podcasted thing. I'm your DM, Dave Rockwell. Uh, I'm also a scouter in the National Capital Area Council who... Uh, has some commissioner duties as well as some troop level duties. Um, looking forward to playing Dungeon Dragon with you. Let's uh, introduce our cast. Let's start with Seth. How are you this week, Seth? I'm doing great, Dave. Uh, I am Seth. I am assistant cup master in the DC area, and I will be playing Corin. Sweet. All right, excellent. Uh, Rachel, uh, why don't we have you uh, say hi to the folks uh, next? Hi, everyone. I am Rachel. Um, I'm a cup master at Western Shore District. And I lead many multiple dens. Um, I play Fezzik. Awesome. And uh, last but certainly not least, Chris. Hello, everyone. I'm Chris Cooper, and I will be playing Thandor Valson. <laughs> the tornado is indeed a whirlwind of fun. When last we left our heroes, we heard things like he just throws them both down in the ground and just points his hand in the area and casts Create Bonfire. Cord, my friend, I think your tinder is wet. Get away from the trees first. All right, let's move away from the trees and just grab your grab your stuff. We gotta fight. The orc is not the enemy here? What What is chasing you? I have no idea. It is, it's a tree man. It's a tree man. That's an orc. As the flames are coming up from the bonfire at its feet, I hit it at the top and burn it from the top so it just completely meets somewhere in the middle and it just splinters across. To show you that he's no threat, he has set his weapons kind of out of his, his reach. He set his companions, correct? Not orcs. Do I make him a bed? No, corn. We have enough. We have enough for the night. Fezzik, I believe that we left with you being on the last watch. So uh, you're quietly sitting, kind of watching the night pass. Uh, you pro probably added some logs to the fire to keep it going, but probably not to keep it so that it's super bright. The sprawl of the starscape above the leaves um, in the trees in this vast valley um, are exposed to the air night, which is chill. The remaining darkness whispers the presence of the denzen of the woods as you, you know, your ears kind of search for sounds. You hear the chittering of raccoons far off in the distance as they plan and talk with one another. You also hear the geckering of foxes as they search for their next meal. Uh, even further off, you can hear the pre-dawn songs of birds beginning to take over the background sounds from their owl cousins. 
The occasional crackle pops forth from the, from the fire. You can hear the slow breathing of your companions as they sleep nearby. And every once in a while, you can hear the unexpected murmur of an orc, you know, fitfully sleeping and trying to heal up from taking a lot of damage. Tell us about what you're doing to occupy yourself during your shift. I'm sitting on my hands so I don't kill this orc. <laughs> because I want to, and I'm just contemplating life and why, why it gave me this crazy twist, because it's just eating me up inside to let this thing go. But I know that we need to at least learn more and understand where these tree people came from because they were probably a little scarier than that orc um, with how powerful it was. So just sitting there, like kind of fuming to myself, like why does this have to be I'm watching the orc for in case he moves because it will give me the opportunity to attack. Yeah, the orc continues to sleep much to your chagrin. Uh, roll me a perception check as you're on duty. You see that? 15, or 17, sorry, with my bonus. 17, one of the things that you notice as the fog starts to roll in, you know, that cooler air starting to condense into moisture, low flying clouds, um, is the fact that almost from where you had the battle with the tree creature, the night before, see what looks like a faint glow coming uh, from the ground in that vicinity. From where it was like burnt to the ground? Yeah, nearby where it was, not exactly. Okay. More where Corin was when he had been, kind of been trying to pick up sticks, wondering whether or not to throw them into the fire and you know, it being the creature, Thandor had talked him out of it. So I stand up, see if I can see a little bit better. Not that it gives me, you know, a whopping one foot of height, but stand up, kind of, you know, try to look better without getting closer necessarily. Is the morning a little foggy at all? It, it's very foggy. In fact, as you know, the minutes tick past, you'll be able to see a little bit less and less. You know, that cool air is really allowing the uh, cloud cover to get down close to the ground. But you know, where you know you are in the valley, you know probably by noon, um, it will all be burned off as if it was never there. So um, I go over and I nudge Tornado. Kind of wake them up. Oh, what, what, what's, what, what's going on? <laughs> Look, there's a glow over there. I'm gonna go check it out. Do you want me to go with you? No, you watch the orb. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna sneak my way over towards that glow. Do you want a stealth? If you'd like, sure. 21. At 21, you're able to, as seems to be your norm, move very silently, you know, not you know, breaking any twigs or even snapping leaves as you move your way over to you know, this object. And as you get closer, one of the things that you start to connect with is when, you know, Thandor had finished this creature off, you saw its club kind of go flying off in this direction. And it, that appears to be what you're looking at is kind of this slightly glowing club laying on the ground. Glowing club. This could be cool. Um, I reach out to pick it up. Is Arcana one of your um, skills? I mean, it's not like one of my best skills, but I have it. Okay, yeah, roll me an Arcana check. 18. 18, with an 18, yeah, you feel yourself connect with what ever magic is embedded in this 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 club feels like it does a little bit extra damage you know, just um by the very nature of you know, how this club was crafted so it, it has magic 
woven into its its fiber. So anything else that I see around the area other than it, just to be on the safe side. You see the charred remains of, of the creature that uh, Thandor had done in the fire last night. But yeah, nothing else kind of pops out at you as, you know, anything but the, you know, the gear that you guys had stored. All right, so I go ahead and take the um, club back to the fire, the campfire area. Evic, what did you find? Ooh, fancy club. Check it out. Check it out. How cool is this? Why, why is it glowing? Because it's special. Can I stop whispering now? <laughs> Were you whispering before? Because it didn't sound like it. <laughs> Might as well wake the whole valley up. <laughs> Everyone, Fezzik wa- found something. Come take a look. Take that literally? Okay. <laughs> Can I take a look at it after I wake up, please? Sure, go back to sleep. You're good. I didn't think I didn't think you can see. It sounds like she brought some nice firewood back. Oh yeah, the orc has not yet stirred. He still seems to kind of be deeply in sleep trying to heal. The two of you are, are kind of alone and looking at the club. Roll perception. Six for me. Fezzik, I believe that is a club. <laughs> it's a cool club. It's a cool club. It glows. From kind of over your shoulder, Fezzik, you hear a voice you've never heard before. Yeah, I do think that's a club. Whoa, what was that? I look around. You immediately come eye to eye with a uh, halfling dressed in not really leathers, but, you know, kind of animal skins. My name's Anton. How are you? We're okay. Where did you come from? Well, you see, my tribe is passing through. We're shepherds. I was kind of sent over as an envoy to make sure you uh, all were safe to be around. Yeah, so it sounded like there's a little bit of trouble down here in the valley last night from where we were. So just think of me as the welcome wagon. Safe to be around. I don't know about that, but we're okay people. And where's the rest? What tribe are you from? We're a tribe of, you can tell from looking at him, he's very, very young, but he does seem to be very tough as well. It's like tribe's kind of a misnomer. My family doesn't you know, want us to say that. My father says we're ranchers. Our primary, you know, livestock is sheep. We shear them for wool. What is your family name? I am from these areas. I may know your father. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, my name's Anton Haberfield. My dad is Stanton Haberfield. Do you know him? Let me think. If you want, roll history check to see if you've heard of him. 13. 13. With a 13, the Haberfield name definitely is known here. They have dubious claims to owning the land out here, which nobody really does. And in fact, there's several different kingdoms that might try to lay claim to this, but nobody really has the, the, you know, the person power to have garrisons or anything out here. So it, it's pretty much the wilds. And uh, the Haber fields are known to take advantage of this as free grazing land for their sheep. Young man, I know of your father. I know him by name only. Can he come have breakfast with us? Well, you see, that's the problem is, you know, your ruckus kind of, you know, he and my brothers, they decided to head off in a different direction, but I was supposed to make sure you didn't follow me. But that magic club, that's pretty cool. Are you guys going to keep it? Yeah, I found it. It's mine. Oh, okay. Well, just, just, uh, was curious. Yeah. So what, what brings you all out this way? Chasing orcs and Trees that run. Trees that run? Yeah, so trees that run. Have you seen them? Was uh, that what all that ruckus was last night? Part of it. What was the other part of it? The orc laying down over there. Um, he kind of eyes and looks over at the orc. Where's his companion? That's a good question. Further north, I think. 
they were headed south a couple days ago. We we encountered them on their way here. We knew they were over here this way. That's why I was surprised to find you all. I didn't see him before, but uh, is he okay? He is not okay. What happened to him? The tree beat him up. All right, this is a little bit strange. You keep talking about this tree like it's some sort of monster. It was. Nobody around here has been attacked by a tree ever that I know of. It's burned down over there. Go check it out. This was its club. It's mine now. Yeah, he wanders over and kind of, you know, he's like, wow, that the, I don't think I've ever seen remains like that. It, you're right, it is kind of like a tree, but it has, you know, it does vaguely have the shape of a person. So what made it attack the uh, the orc there? And uh, where are his companions? Don't know, waiting for him to wake up. It's interesting, you know, usually, you know, orcs travel in orc packs, but this guy was, yeah, he had an elf and a couple of, you know, halflings with him. Oh yeah, they're like druids or something, I think he said, right? Well, he, he says he's a druid, but I think the elf was a ranger guide that was showing him around out here helping them look for some you know, lost grove somewhere out here. Um, but the, you know, the mother and son, they were clerics. So as all of this conversation is going on over top of Corin's head, Corin kind of wakes up and is looking over at the voices and jumps clean off the ground when he sees the new halfling who's just kind of standing within a couple feet of him talking to everyone. and like bursts into a ferret form and then goes and like runs behind uh, Tornado's legs. Hey, what's up with your uh, squirrel friend? <laughs> Nothing's up with him. <laughs> he's good. <laughs> but he was asleep in and he was fine and now he's a squirrel. What? What's up with that? Well, so that's a ferret, right? So it's not a squirrel. See how they're longer, tail's not as bushy, doesn't stick up in the air. Yeah, so that's a ferret. Learn something new every day. Ferret. So but why did he turn into a ferret? Did, 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 is he got some sort of curse on him that, you know, at nighttime he's a sleeping gnome and that during the daytime he's you know, a ferret? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> come here, Corin. Come here. Come here. Come get on my shoulder. Scurries over towards uh, Fezzik and kind of climbs up. Come on. Kind of pays attention and starts watching and kind of seeing everybody calm down, eventually kind of climbs himself down and then shifts back into the gnome form. We're we're trying to figure out why he does this, but we just accept him for who he is right it's now. It's all good. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, I was just, um, yeah, sorry. Anton kind of eyes him. All right, yeah, if that's how you guys roll out here, that's how you guys roll. So, um, I guess to get to the question, my dad sent me to, yeah, I guess technically he didn't want me to talk to you, but I'll ask you anyway. You guys are safe out here, right? You're not going to hurt anyone or anything that, that doesn't try to hurt you first? Nope. Good, good to know. It'd be a shame to have to take you all out. And at that point, you see he does have kind of a, a, a great axe strapped across his back. It's a pretty big axe for such a little dude. Yeah, well, yeah, mom always said that I had a cutting sense of humor. And well, yeah, just to prove mom right and dad wrong, I kind of took it up as my weapon of choice. And uh, well, I, I just hate to use it on anything but trees. Yeah, maybe the occasional wolf that tries to get on our sheep. Why would you cut trees down? Did I say cut trees down? I meant yeah, like to like, you know, trees that are already down, we chop into firewood. We, we, we try to use what's already there. Sorry, you know, I was just being overly simple. 
which is what my mom also accuses me of fairly frequently. So where where's your family, your tribe headed? We're field boys. So we're getting the sheep up into the hills where they can graze in cooler air so that they you know, don't overheat as much. Some are up there in the hills and then you will you know, come back down here to the plains. And it kind of points uh, off to the south where you all know the plains are. And uh, yeah, we'll be back there in the fall. Right now, it just we're passing through and well, it sounded like there was danger over this way so yeah i got elected to come over and check it out and well apparently as always i screwed it up because i was supposed to be quote unquote stealthy you were you were totally stealthy you can tell your family you were stealthy i had no idea you were coming oh well that, that that's mighty kind of you we, we kind of only knew you were here because of the 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 the, 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 the big bonfire Did you guys have a bonfire last night yeah sorry about that you don't always want to have that kind of thing going on because you can attract, there, there's lots of predators around. You know to be careful with your food and stuff and yeah, make sure it's away from your camp when you're sleeping at night, right? There are bears in this area. Yep, we know. We're good. Yeah, not to pry, but is the orc okay? Are you, are you safe with it? Is it safe with you? He seemed pretty nice when we talked to him before. I'm going to try at this point in time to kind of reach out through the ground and see if I can feel the orc breathing. Yeah, roll, roll a perception check. So 16? 16, yeah. You can definitely feel him breathing. It's not as labored as it was last night. He's been able to relax uh, enough to really get into a deep sleep. And yeah, that's why he hasn't woken up yet. Okay, so while I'm kind of like cleaning up my bedroll and everything, I'm doing this by just like putting my hand on the ground and listening for a second. I'm not even looking at the orc. Um, and then I just kind of respond, he's doing better than he was last night. He's already breathing more comfortably. Uh, seems to be more relaxed and resting. Oh, good, good, good. So uh, do you happen to know what happened to his companions? I think we asked this before, but yeah, I don't think we ever established. You haven't seen them, have you? We have not seen them. He got separated from them. We don't have a lot of answers. He was like really hurt and then he like fell over asleep and you know, we're just waiting on him to wake up so we can get some more answers. Just remember, you know, uh, we're out here and just give a holler if you need us. Um, yeah, just we, like I said, my dad sent me over to check out, make sure that, uh, you know, you weren't going to trouble us and we didn't need to trouble you. But it sounds like you have things under control and, yeah, you know, any people that can befriend an orc gotta be good people. Friending the orc might be a mild stretch, dear friend, but, um... He seemed pretty nice when we met him before. I'd give him a chance. But, yeah, you know, I guess it is a little suspect that the rest of his party is missing. I can't really be of help beyond the fact that I found him to be pleasant. We'll let him wake up and we'll talk to him for a few and then see if we can't help him deal with his missing friends. As long as you're okay and we're okay, I guess I'll head off and let my family know that, you know, you don't mean us any trouble and you, know, you seem like pretty good folks. Is your mother a good cook? Depends on what you mean, a good cook. Well, if she want, if you want to come by tomorrow, come find us, bring us some breakfast. You're offering breakfast tomorrow morning? No, you bring breakfast and I will give you a copper. I'm really not an errand boy and uh, my mom's back on the plains. I don't know if she could get here in time. But I think it would be friend it'd be nice and friendly for you to come and check in on us. And we can tell your, your family what we may have found if there is danger in the area. I can bring my brother Randy by, he's our cookie. That's what we call the guy who, who uh, does all the cooking for us. We would like, I would like to meet Randy. Randy, Randy will come. We're, we're here in the area for another day or two. I'll, I'll, I'll tell them to linger on. You guys gonna be camping here tonight? Oh, I don't think so. I think we may be moving south. Oh, okay, well. 
tell you what, if we hear you making a ruckus, we'll try locate on you tomorrow in the morning, and Randy will bring by some of his famous cinnamon rolls. You guys ever had cinnamon rolls with pecans? I have not, but I am willing to try it. I have not. Yeah, Randy's world famous for them. So I guess if you really want, make a ruckus tonight. And with that, he kind of plucks himself up, helps himself to an apple, and he, he kind of wanders up to the north and a little bit to the east. Bye. <laughs> that boy was a little odd, if you ask me. I'm pretty sure making a ruckus wouldn't be too difficult for us. That's what I was thinking. And what says, what is this? Helping him figure out or helping him with his missing friends problem? <laughs> like, that sounds creepy. <laughs> so yeah, you watch him for a couple minutes and you eventually see him, him disappear kind of over a hill around some trees and some rocks. He's uh, heading a little bit off towards where you built the cairn. After a while, yeah, you think you may hear him start to whistle because <laughs> it echoes back down towards you. Yeah, he, yeah. As far as you know, he's at least gone for the morning. And uh, yeah, that leaves you three alone with a sleeping orc. Yeah, I go over and prod him, kind of see how asleep he is. So yeah, he grunts, starts to, to wake up, and you can see that you know, many of his wounds have begun to heal. Um, and, you know, he's not at 100% yet, because I think he exhausted himself. So he was dealing with exhaustion as well as you know, healing. So he's not not quite at 100% yet. He says, uh, yeah, thank you for trusting me and letting me rest. My friend Ort, my name is Thandor. My friends call me Tornado. What is your name? My name's Marcus. I appreciate you uh, helping me out last night and uh, you know, allowing me to heal and rest. It's good to know that you can find good people in, in, in the woods. Sounds like you and I have many things in common. Um, you would mention you know, Jord last night. I follow Jord, the goddess of Earth and this land. I think I know, you know Jord by a different name. Have you ever heard of you know, Jord being referred to as Sansor? I have heard that name before. We've all come to, to know her and, and be nurtured by her. So uh, I agreed. We probably do worship the same. You can call me Tornado. Tornado. Excellent. Um, and uh, who's your friend over there? Oren, come introduce yourself. Oren's going to stumble over the wood woad again and try to bring it back to the campfire. Corin does not see very well. You know, did a great job last night of helping defend me. I, I appreciate your, your help. Um, should I call you Brother Corin or just Corin? I'm going to walk over to him, um, kind of like carefully treading so that I don't like step on or near him or too near him. Like, I'm, I'm Corin. You're a druid like me? Good to meet you, brother druid. Just Corin works for now. I will address you just as Corin. I, I, I'm, I'm not a priest of, of his faith. I, I believe in nature herself. And while we say, share many of the same beliefs, I, I, I don't know that I follow a specific church, per se. How are your injuries today? Sansor is, is, is allowing me to heal. You know, I think I will apply a little more healing later um, after breakfast, and hopefully I'll be uh, as back close to you know, perfect as I can be under these conditions. Do you all know which direction I came from last night? I believe it was that way, and I point totally the wrong way. I have no clue which direction I'm pointing. And I will cover for him and point to the other way where he truly came. Oh, the south. Yes, yes, that that, that makes sense. Um, yeah, now that I'm able to orient. We just had a strange visitor, a halfling by the name of Anton. Anton? 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 Uh, he said he he had met you before. Is, was he one of the halfling sh shepherds? He was. Yes, yes, yeah. I, I met them several days ago. My companions and I broke bread with them, you know, two nights ago. Yes, they will be joining us at least 
their brother Randy will join us for breakfast tomorrow. How many companions were you traveling with? And if I might ask, where are they? They, they were with me in the Glen. The last I saw them, we had found the grove we were looking for. I approached an altar that had that wooden angel over there was uh, sitting on that altar. And uh, when I picked it up, that creature attacked our party. My group you know, rushed in to defend me. But when I saw that the battle was going badly, I showed it that I still had the, the, the angel and tried to draw it out after me. I don't know what happened to them after that. Your companions, they were orcs like you? Two of them were halflings. We had hired a guide, an elf. He seemed to be familiar with the area. Her name was Sokora. I had a vision to find one of the 12 seals that uh, guard the land from danger and uh, corruption. 12 seals. This is a legend I've not heard. Based on our grove that we're part of, I was drawing a blank on the word, based on the grove that the three of us are part of, uh, would we recognize the name Sakura? You would not. The name doesn't mean anything to you all. Okay. So yeah, let's let's pick up with you, Fezzik, as you hunt. Roll me a, another survival check and see how you're doing on hunting a squirrel. 15. Hopefully I'm not bludgeoning him to death with this new club. Yep, so 15, you've, uh, yeah, you've definitely spotted one with that roll. Roll me a stealth check to see if you're able to sneak up on it. And then I guess we'll see how that goes. <laughs> 16. 16, okay. Describe how you're going to try to you know, capture this squirrel. And in fact, he's got a companion with him. So there's two of them. You could probably uh, make a meal out of a couple of them. Ooh, or if they're close enough, yes, I want to just play off. <laughs> and see if I can hit them both in one shot. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's see how fancy we can get. Yeah, yeah, with your stealth, yeah, we'll, we'll give you advantage on that. All right. Um. Do, what is this thing? Is this thing have a plus to it? It does. It is, make it plus three to hit, and then I'll tell you about the damage. <laughs> when and if you hit. 22 to hit. That is a hit. Yep. What is my plus on damage? Yeah, roll 3d4. I guess that's, and that's plus the 1d4 it already did. 13. 13 damage. Okay, yeah. And I assume you're, you're you're trying to kind of knock them both unconscious. Yeah, hopefully not just pulverize them in the process. Yeah, you're, you're able to do that. They're like one hit point, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you have two squirrels in your possession. You want to continue to hunt. You also know that if you've noticed with your survival check before that there are berries in the area that will probably be good you know, with breakfast as well. Yeah, I'll collect some berries. We'll go with that and head back. All right, yeah, so you're heading back. What's happening back at camp, guys? If I do a medicine check on the orc, can I like bandage wounds or anything to help like help them heal? Oh, absolutely. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. I, I just kind of, while we're talking like, Marcus, go ahead and sit down and let me see what I can do for some of your injuries. Okay. Yeah, he, he, he has a seat. Yeah, he's a pretty big dude. You may have to hop up on things to inspect the top of his head, that kind of thing. We're asking to, 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 to bend down. But between that and my cantrip to, to shift earth, I'm just going to like shift myself up a little bit, bandage whatever's on top, then shift that same block of earth that I'm standing on back down so I can work on the next wound. Um, I got a 19 on my medicine check. You seem to be kind of finding all of the uh, the boo-boos that he has and, you know, healing them. And in fact, one of the things that even is more necessary that you realize he's very tired because he probably ran for quite a while yesterday. He was suffering from some, from some exhaustion and that, you know, one of the things that you could give him uh, that is, it's not technically medicine, but, you know, coffee would probably perk him up. You probably have some in your supplies. So as I'm sitting there going, okay, um, Thandor, I, I know, I, or sorry, Tornado, I know I'm not allowed the coffee, but he could probably use a good, like, 
cup of black coffee right now. So if you would be so kind as to kind of hook them up while I'm bandaging them up. I do not make coffee, but I can try. Do you have anything to put coffee in? The irony of this is only Fezzik drinks coffee. I start like feeling around the ground over by Fezzik's like bedroll to try and find the coffee pot. I will put water in this pot and drop some coffee into it. All right, yeah, roll a, uh, a performance check to see how well you do in this Top Chef maneuver to uh, make your first pot of coffee without Fezzik present. I got a six, I got a 16. I got a six, so I'm no help. <laughs> <laughs> ah, a, six, a 16. So yeah, between the two, let's see, uh, we'll give you a 12 and uh, say that between the two of you, you're able to figure it out so that, you know, it's drinkable. <laughs> And, uh, you, know, it, it, you know, you can smell that it smells a bit like what Fezzik would make if uh, he were here. Uh, as we're getting ready to serve the orc, Corrin is kind of smelling the air going, it smells an awful lot like the tar that Fezzik uses to tan her arm or his armor and bow. I guess it's right. Here, give this a try. Pass it over to the orc. Yeah, Marcus takes the cup. Ah, smells good. Oh, but it tastes bad. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate you trying. At least uh, the restorative properties of coffee will uh, will help me. Definitely will keep me awake. Unfortunately, this is something that we'd normally leave to Fezzik. He's the one who's really kind of good at the coffee thing. Fezzik, as as you're approaching, you hear your name kind of, you know, you're getting closer and closer to the rest of the party, and you can smell that somebody is doing not so good things to the coffee you brought with you. <laughs> what are you doing? Is that my coffee? Did you mess? <laughs> Who did it? Who? We made coffee for you. Oh, you think you did? Oh, this is good coffee. The York says it is good coffee. Look, the spoon stands upright. Isn't that right? Uh, I hope you didn't use all my coffee. Yeah, Fezzik, you know, if you'd like, roll an investigation check. <laughs> Just, you know, if you like to either smell or taste yeah, this to see if it's any good. Well, with a 12, okay, yeah, they would do a terrible job, but yeah, it's not up to your normal. It's not coffee. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's Let the orc drink that. I'll make my own. Yeah, it is drinkable. It's not going to hurt anyone. <laughs> Does it? Would you like me to cook breakfast while you make coffee? That would be awesome. Thank you. Here you go. Oh. Handle my squirrels and my berries. All right, so you've got squirrels and berries. Uh, what are you going to make with it? I am going to make pemmican. Pemmican? <laughs> what is that? where you grind up the meat, the berries, and make a paste and let it age for a couple weeks. And no, I'm not making that. <laughs> no, no, yeah. That's a little more time than you probably have. Use a lot of fat to go ahead and hold everything together. Um, so all I'm going to do is I'm going to skin. I will skin the squirrels the best I can. We will save the hides. I don't know if the ranger wants them for anything. And we will do a quick we will just quickly fry them up and then we'll just have the berries raw. So Fezzik, what are you doing while you're making your coffee? Watching the orc, of course. You know your friends have probably had a little bit of a chance to talk to him, so do you have questions for him? Great, so I'll probably wait for the others to just clue me in on what's going on, but you know, rather than just drilling him again, since I don't really want to talk to him a whole lot. As they are getting passed over to Tornado, um, Corin just pauses in everything that he does and mutters a small prayer under his breath uh, for the animals. My friend, we will pray again before we have breakfast. Yep. And you know, you're a pretty perceptive guy, Thandor, so you probably catch on that Fezzik's 
itching to find out what you all found out while he was gone. Isaac, come over here so I can whisper to you. You can wake the rest of the valley up while at it. You are a good whisperer. Oh, what we learned, they were, he was with the party. They found an altar, that wooden angel over there on it. He picked it up and the tree came to life and he saved his party's life by having the tree chase him by grabbing the angel. And then he ran into us. But I think we should go help him return to his party to find out what these seals are, these 12 seals. I think more importantly, you should also include that his party are not orcs. He has two halflings and an elf. The elf's name is Sakron. She is a ranger like you. Sakura, and yes, she is a ranger. Vandor's writing is not very good. <laughs> It's a good thing that Corin is um, listening in on our whispered conversation here. I'm glad you could hear my whispers. I'm pretty... I think that I think that while we might want to find that party and get more information, we should probably return that wooden angel. What can you tell us about the wooden angel first? Outside of you found it on the altar, what do you know of it? Marcus kind of perks up. My dreams led me to believe that it is one of the 12 seals. Brother Marcus, I've never heard of these 12 seals before. And most of my life I have lived here in these woods, in the surrounding area. I was only told of the one that we held when I had the dream and I, I took it to the head of our order. He relayed that 12 of these angels had been gifted to different peoples around the continent of Wea's love. And uh, that uh, if the dream told me to seek one out here in the hills, that I, I must go and that he would see to and protect the one that is in our care. You have one in your care. Well, we have the one that I secured yesterday, and according to the father, they have one. I have never seen it, but he seemed to know what my dreams were talking about. Is there, like, any nature energy emanating from the angel statue? Um, why don't you roll a uh, pana or perception, whichever you're better at. <laughs> That'd be perception. Uh, 16. 16. Um, you do feel that... Uh, there is something, you know, that's attuning to the, you know, the world around it, but with a 16, you're not exactly sure what that is. So be because you had a dream, you thought it was okay to ruin this altar that somebody had made? I, you know, I, that was not my intent. I merely picked it up because I had not seen one before. And the second I picked it up, you know, the creature sprang from one of the nearest trees and began to attack me. Did it not occur to return the angel to the altar to see if it would make the tree go away? I tried setting it back, but it continued to attack my party and I. It was only you know, as I saw our strengths fading as a group that I took it and ran. Could you lead us back to the altar? Yes, I, I think we could you know, recover my path. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure we could recover the path that they made last night. They weren't exactly stealthy. Could you track it for us, Vesic? Oh, of course I could. That, that would be great. I would love to find out what happened to my companions, as well as to return this to the grove. You mean by, when you say the grove, right? You mean the altar, right? The, the altar at the center of the grove, yes. Okay, all right. So how about we eat up and head out so we can take advantage of our day and get there? After we're finished, you can help with, with the cleanup so we can pack our gear and get ready to leave. Would you say our prayer for us before we eat this breakfast? He nods acceptance of that as well. I, I would be happy to, that, 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 you know, he nods in agreement. Yeah, that sounds the least I can do. In a very loud, booming voice, Sansor, we thank you for the blessings of this food, the gifts that come from the earth, 
and the gifts that come from you know, the animals and, and the berries that we were able to find. Your blessings upon us all. Let us be strengthened by this and then use that strength to return goodness to the world you gave. And at that point, he nods and sees that he's done. A fine blessing, brother. Fine blessing. And he proceeds to kind of you know, uh, you know, eat what you all have prepared. And uh, he continues to drink Corin's coffee. Corin just kind of grabs some of the, the berries that you all, or that Fezzik collected. And while he's eating them, he's kind of cleaning up his bedroll and packing up his pack again. And then goes about setting the land back to the way it was. So he recesses the, the dirt berms back in uh, so it doesn't look like he's altered the actual structure of the land. The Dungeons and Dragons equivalent of Leave No Trace. Yes, it, he, it's a long-standing tradition from Fezzik letting him alter the landscape so they're more comfortable, but Fezzik has always made sure that Corrin puts it back the way he found it. Can I stop whispering now? I used to have this buddy that would sit uh, RA duty and he had this chalkboard up behind him usually said you know his phone number where he could be reached and you know some message for the students well you know one night he just put his phone number up and no message so there was plenty of black space so you know I reached behind him and grabbed a piece of chalk and put up you know a simple phrase which was ask about Supplet and all night, people would come up and ask, what's up with that? And well, yeah, <laughs> it took him a while to figure out what was going on. And everybody was asking this question for a reason. Um, so, yeah, I guess the whole point is, is like occasionally some things are, it's okay to ask, hey, what's up with that? So please, you know, uh, you know if you uh, have questions or comments for us, feel free to ask, hey, what's up with that? Leaders and Legacies is a 5e podcast that is unaffiliated with the Boy Scouts of America or Wizards of the Coast. The opinions expressed here are solely our own. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here at Leaders and Legacies, please consider becoming a patron by joining us at patreon.com slash leadersandlegacies. You can also follow us on Twitter at Leader and Legacy or join our blog at leadersandlegacies.com. Music and sound effects are licensed from Soundstripe.com. Logo art by Katherine Evans. Images also may have been licensed from Shutterstock.com. Check out these and many other amazing businesses by listening to us here on Leaders and Legacies. And never forget to remember... Can I stop whispering now?